0: Welcome to Clifford Chance Careers Podcast, where people from around the firm discuss hot topics impacting the legal profession, share their career advice, and offer unique insights into their personal career journeys. So I'm really happy to welcome our first guest, Danny Mutsia. Hi, Danny.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. So thank you for giving us your time today. We're really keen to hear about your career journey. Um, your time at Clifford Chance so far, um, and obviously some personal experiences. Right. Shall we start off with your role and um, telling us a bit more about your your role here at Clifford Chance?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And, and, and thanks for having me. Um, so I am a senior associate in the private equity team, which is one of the teams in the corporate department um and i kind of do most of my work focused on emerging markets with a particular emphasis on africa so that's kind of what i do on a day to day.
0: exciting
1: yeah it is actually
0: and shall we kick start with um the beginning of this year you were listed in the top 40 under 40 um especially interesting obviously in your home country of kenya so if you're happy to share with us we'd love to hear a bit more about um your listing um and how that's kind of taken off this year i know we're coming to the end of the year but Mm. how it's you know a nice start to your year
1: um the top 40 under 40 was actually a really pleasant surprise so i you know for those who don't know what it is it's effectively a a listing done by one of kenya's um, leading business publications the business daily magazine Um, And it's an annual listing, has been going on for maybe 10 10 or more years, I want to say. And so I got a call one day at the office um, from somebody in Kenya going, you've been nominated um, as kind of one of the top 40 under 40 this year, and this was December last year. And i was very surprised i said are you you know is this for real or is this you know is this a joke <laughs> um and the person said no i'm going to send you an email but we really want to interview you for this you've been nominated and i said fine that's great um they didn't say who had nominated me um and so we went through the motions had a couple of calls with them just to figure out more about what i was doing um and 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 that was all I heard until one day sitting in the living room somewhere in Kenya I, I, I see my name <laughs> in the publication um, while on holiday and it was it was a massive surprise but also a really 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 good um, uh, thing to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And interestingly did you ever find out who nominated you?
1: No so I didn't uh, they actually didn't say um, all they said was that there were loads of candidates and having gone through the list they, um, they, they chose me as one of the um, Uh, Listees, if you will.
0: Well, congratulations! I mean, that must be a really proud moment for you, and I'm sure your family. I can imagine in Kenya, you're you're a known individual now.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, Uh, yes, indeed, everyone's happy, and I was too.
0: Perfect. So, can you tell us a bit more about your role here at Clifford Chance, and we'll explore some questions to to look at your personal journey here. So, thinking of that, who has been the most influential person in your career to date?
1: Wow that's a that's a tough question. <laughs> it's a big one. It's, it is because honestly um there've been many people throughout my career who've been very influential mm-hmm. um both as you say at Clifford Chance and before Clifford Chance but as I as I kind of reflect on that a bit more you know the the one person that I could single out at Clifford Chance has been my CDP, Mm -hmm. uh, Simon Tinkler, and he's been hugely supportive since I joined the firm, um, both from a a kind of legal development perspective, but also just trying to give me the opportunities to to prove myself and to grow as a lawyer and um, and, um, in my responsibilities at the firm. Mm -hmm. So he's been, he's probably been the most influential person so far.
0: And how important do you feel it is for you know everyone to get that that experience of having someone you know that that sponsors them and and progress helps can can be that individual to help progress their career.
1: I think it's massively important because I I think there's certain things that um, you don't necessarily get taught at school, mm-hmm. um, as it were. So there's you know there's things around you know just developing yourself in kind of the non nine to five, albeit Clifford Chancellor, not nine to five. <laughs> uh, but, but in that sense, uh, there are people that, I mean, Simon and I have had certain very open discussions about points, uh, most of them um, kind of driven either by him or or actually in some instances kind of by me. But I think it's it, massively important um, to have that person that you can reach out to ask questions which you don't necessarily um, have kind of black and white answers for, mm-hmm. um, get that steer, get get an indication of where your career is going and have those honest discussions. Um, and I think that's massively helpful that for, for loads of people and has been for me.
0: And do you feel that you have a number of individuals that, that come to you now?
1: Yes, um, I do actually. So there are loads of Kind of junior lawyers or, or or trainees that come to me for um for advice or for insights sometimes about you know private equity uh, or being in the team but sometimes about kind of life and and other things mm. and so um absolutely um as i get more senior there are loads of people who um who put in requests for coffee yeah and, and i'm happy to oblige yeah that's yeah. nice yeah um
0: if we look at your turning point in your career I think many individuals as they you know see their career trajectories often there's a point which kind of defines and and change things for them whether it was either personal impact or or professional what point in your career would you define as a turning point
1: Uh, so that that's a really good question because I can actually tell you the exact point that I define as a turning point and I think so I was having a chicken biryani dish okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what day of the week it was but I was sitting in a restaurant in Nairobi sometime in 2014 when Spencer Balin who's one of the partners in um, in the private equity team called me and said how would you like to um, kind of join Clifford Chance as an associate um, and obviously the context is I'd interviewed with a firm I'd been interviewing uh, for a few weeks before that, but I wasn't really sure um, what was going to come of the interviews, whether the firm kind of liked me as much as I liked them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that particular moment, uh, I think, was uh, was the turning point in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, so that my trajectory completely changed. I think, look, I mean, for for the better, mm-hmm. um, massively positively, and it's been it's been a great ride ever since.
0: And at that point, were you? interviewing with other firms was this the one you you were banking on you were waiting on
1: so i was interviewing with one other firm um but this was the one i really wanted to um to, to kind of join um the context is i had f- i had done some work as local counsel with the firm i also knew um jennifer Baluto very well mm-hmm. jennifer's now a partner in, in tmt um, her and I went to uni together. Oh, okay, we worked at the same firm um, in Kenya t- uh, together.
0: I'm both in the list,
1: <laughs> yes, actually, yes, <laughs> incidentally, yes. Um, so Jennifer was a big reason um, why I wanted to come to Clifford Chance,
0: yeah. And amazing that you remembered the dish, like, that's that's yeah. something I don't know that many people <laughs> would be able to define, probably a foodie like me, yeah. Um, so being a lawyer, um, and we know you know within this industry it is it's it's a tough job. Um, we know all the stats around it, and um, it it can take its toll. So what I'd be keen to find out is, as you've had this journey here, what's the most challenging aspect of your work?
1: I think I think there are a number of challenging things. I think obviously, as you rightly say, it's you know it's 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 long hours, mm. um, and so that's a challenge. Um, But I think the most challenging thing, apart from kind of pushing myself and and the hours per se, is um, as I get more senior, um, the role comes with much more responsibility, not just on the client-facing side, but also internally. Now, um, I'm increasingly becoming that person who juniors Mm -hmm. um, kind of ask questions and come to for the right answer, and that's, that's great. Equally, you know clients are picking up the phone and much more senior people or clients are picking up the phone directly and going Danny What's the answer and sometimes it's it's not a legal answer, but it's it's a strategic answer and therefore It, it comes with much more pressure mm-hmm. and I think that, that that must be the most difficult thing currently
0: And do you feel there's a sense of paying it forward? um that you 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 know part of your role is obviously within the firm it's your career but there's also the the giving back and and I guess sometimes that can be conflicting because you can't obviously speak to everyone and and be that person either
1: yeah um yeah there is I mean you as you rightly say you can't always be that person um what I do try to do is um kind of strike the right balance between um you know finding time for others mm. because i think that's that's quite a um that's something i feel very strongly about doing mm. and giving back as it were i also kind of sit on a charity in kenya and try and find time and that that's kind of a weekend thing mm-hmm. and so there is there is kind of the knowing that i want to be the best lawyer i can and find time for that but equally i think i find it massively rewarding and um satisfying to, to to give back to to people who um, are more junior than I am
0: mm-hmm. thank you and when you mentioned um the charity work can you tell us a bit a bit more about that
1: yeah sure so I um I sit on the board of a um, a charitable organization called edu Kenya mm-hmm. so edu Kenya is um, a non-profit organization run by a few people um, based out of the US um, and it is involved. The primary work is kind of running two schools in Nairobi, uh, which are aimed at educating underprivileged kids. So actually, one one of the schools is in one of the largest slums um, in Kenya, which kind of houses maybe five hundred thousand people, and so all the kids um, are are from very very underprivileged backgrounds. And so the school effectively provides education, very good quality education to these kids Mm -hmm. um, and takes them out at the level where they would be otherwise prone to kind of recruitment by gangs. So, you know, whether Mm -hmm. that's around 13, 14 and takes them out of the slum and um, and into a high high school, which is kind of 200 kilometers or so Mm -hmm. out of out of Nairobi. And so, you know, my role is effectively on the advisory board, yeah. um, kind of have quarterly meetings, um, one of which um, aims to be on the ground in Kenya. I haven't managed to do that in a, in a few years now, obviously, because of where yeah. I am. Um, but it's a hugely rewarding thing um, that I'm pleased to be proud of, yeah. uh, about, part of.
0: So we've talked about um, the challenges. Um, what does it what's made it worth worth being here for chance like what's made it worth obviously there's days that you know often people will feel challenged and think you know maybe this isn't mm. isn't well right for me anymore but what's what's made it worth it for you?
1: Um, I think I think fundamentally it's it's the fact that I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. I think many people say this but actually you know just I look forward to my Monday mornings because mm-hmm. You know, I, I do a lot of work in Africa. Yeah, the continent that I'm I grew up in, where I'm from. I do a lot of work in Kenya. Yeah, and so doing those transactions in a market that I know very well, alongside people that I know very well, um, f- sometimes buying and selling companies for clients, companies that I know very well. Um, is something I find very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, we have a fantastic team, um, you know, led by Spencer Bailey and Nigel Wellings and others who are just excellent people to work for. And so day to day, I mean, you know, there is the grind, there is the kind of long hours, but fundamentally, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just in love with what I do. Yeah, that's and amazing. So that, it makes it much so much easier.
0: Um. So let's move on to, um, some personal questions and talk to you (laughs) about um let's get out of work for a bit um what's the best piece of advice that you've been given
1: well there's there's two but i'll just mention one okay um (laughs) i think one is probably to follow my instincts Mm -hmm. um you know i i recognize that as people you know as as you're young you have loads of questions about things that are unknowns and there will always be those things that you kind of don't have an answer to um, but actually if you follow your instincts then you probably will be led to the right place and so that's something I've I was told maybe ten years ago um, and I've tried to implement in my own life and you know mm-hmm. with some success
0: brilliant <laughs> um this is a this is an interesting one so what did you want to be when you were younger
1: um a basketball player (laughs) a basketball player so I kind of grew up watching um NBA basketball um and I'd watch kind of three four nights um a week and was obsessed with some of the players so I really really wanted uh, well the Lakers yeah um, in the 90s were my team um and so I really wanted to be a a basketball player but those of you who've met me will know that I am <laughs> kind of not the tallest man in the room <laughs> and so that dream quickly died away um, yeah
0: but a good dream at least yeah exactly and what advice would you give to your 16 year old self looking back now
1: I guess I'd say don't be in a hurry to grow up mm-hmm. um, you know I was the fourth of um, I was the last of four siblings Um, and uh, always keen to to kind of be treated in the same way as my brother or my sister's. Yeah. Um, Be responsible, kind of have my own money, do my own thing. But actually, I would say don't be in a hurry to grow up. Uh, You know, um, there's there's enough time for that. I now have two kids of my own. (laughs) I'll tell you, it's not, (laughs) you know, it's 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 not the easiest thing to do.
0: And then when you get there, that's it.
1: Exactly. No (laughs) no going back.
0: Okay and finally um what dish reminds you of your childhood
1: Ha huh, I'd say cerelac mm-hmm. which which is kind of i don't know if if you know it but it's it's kind of like a weaning meal for kids Yeah and I think I had it for <laughs> way too long and so um every time I see it I go oof I have memories flashbacks from my childhood
0: It's just something that's drilled into you that that's you need to have that to all the grow yeah. strong. Exactly. Yeah. So my,
1: I think my mom just tried to fatten me up, to be yeah. honest. And I think, you know, by, by any means necessary. And I think Sarah Lack was her go-to. It's
0: like a wheat base. It's like a porridge. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It's a sweet porridge kind of paste, depending on how you make it. But it's, um, actually, I've got the t- I remember the taste now. Yeah. Now, now that you're talking about it. But yeah, it is one of those baby weaning foods. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so final um, part of the podcast, we'd Mm. like to do a quick fire round. So it's called The Final Five, and we would like you to answer in one word or one sentence. So we'll start with, what's your favourite animated film?
1: That's got to be Moana.
0: And I know I'm going to break the rules, (laughs) it's the first podcast, but I'm a huge fan of Moana. I just have to ask, obviously, your reasoning for it being your favourite. Because there's you know, we've got the Lion King up there. Yeah, but you've you've not chosen that. Honestly,
1: it was it was a close it was a close second, the Lion King. But Moana's got to be my first pick because one, my five year old daughter absolutely loves it, yeah. and she keeps singing the songs. And to be honest, if we had more time, I would sing the song. Uh, but, but you know, I watched it very often. I think it's very um, it's great to have a lead character who is. Um, a girl mm-hmm. of um, ethnic minority origin. And so that that in itself kind of resonates with me and mm-hmm. my children. And so I, I feel quite um, strongly about that.
0: And the opposite of a damsel in distress, isn't she? <laughs> Abs- absolutely, <laughs>
1: yeah. absolutely,
0: absolutely. So the next one, what book has had the biggest impact on you?
1: Um, a Long Walk to Freedom uh, by Nelson Mandela.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your favorite quote?
1: Um, again, I think this is one that Mandela, and I'm breaking the rule myself, is, <laughs> you know, is, is, was very fond of, and this is one that says, I'm a master of my fate, I'm the captain of my soul, and it's essentially a, a line from the poem Invictus by mm-hmm. William Henley.
0: What's your go-to karaoke song?
1: New York by Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. Okay, that's good one. <laughs> Yeah.
0: And finally, what's the one thing you would never leave your house with without?
1: My Amex. Yeah, (laughs) that's such a good one. You can't go wrong. No.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Danny, for joining us today. Um, It's been incredible to hear about your career, but also the personal influences. So thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Clifford Chance Careers podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on future episodes coming soon. Thank you.